good evening. It is Friday. It is just gone half past seven. So it has to be the time for the Arsenal Women's Show. It's going to be a busy show this week. We are going to look back on the return of a certain player. You can see behind me there. Brilliant to see her back. We're going to look on the Everton game, of course, last Sunday, our first WSL game of 2024. Great um, win in the end, but a, a difficult game. We'll look at that. We'll look at the Reading game, of course, all that happened that night. We will also, of course, look ahead to what's going to be a very tough game this Sunday as well against Liverpool. It's all coming up on the other side of this. So, good evening and welcome to the show. We have got, of course, our usual guest with us, as always, Andreas. Good to see you. How are you this week? Uh, good evening, everybody. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, an interesting weekend in, in London last week and now yeah, back home and uh, looking forward to the video. And all. Yes. Good to see you back in uh, on the show as well, of course, because I know last week uh, you sent us the videos, which were great, but it was good to see you back. Um, I know we did speak at half-time, of course, on uh, on Sunday during the game, didn't we? Um, Amar, of course, as well. Good to see you. How are you this week? Yeah, not been too bad. Been an interesting week as well, going to the football, yeah. And then there's just working and uh, just doing other stuff, basically, and just following the uh, games that have been going along. So, no, it's been good. It's been really good, actually, yeah. Good to see Andy again and great to catch up with him, have a word in the bar afterwards. It was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it's good. That was a nice picture that there was a used two guys, which um, yeah. we put on the show last week, actually, when uh, we got it sent through, which was nice. So we, we got to see used two, uh, which was great. Um, I mean, talking about uh, last weekend, what what other place can we start the show with? And looking back on that game, oh, look at um, Andreas's picture as well. Look at that, brilliant. Um, look, what, what better way to start the show with? And looking back, of course, to last Sunday's game against Devon. <laughs> So the first WSL game of the year, of course, following the Tottenham game before Christmas, nothing else than a victory was going to be required in this game. And we got it in the end. It wasn't pretty at times. Um, we did it the hard way, as we sometimes tend to do, conceding a soft, dark goal, as we always seem to do as well. But the good thing was um, we showed that we can win games maybe in a slightly different way. We're not always going to be free-flowing attacking football, scoring loads of goals. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're going to have to win differently. And in this game in particular, we had to find a, a way to, to win the game, not as we anticipated it might have been. So I was fairly pleased with the result. Obviously, we were delighted with the result. Mm -hmm. And overall, I wasn't too disappointed. The second half wasn't great, let's be honest. Um, we hung on a bit in the last 10 minutes. It was a bit nervy there, some corners. And we we're like, oh, my God, let, don't let them score. But we <laughs> did the job. We did it done. Um, and... At this point in the season, I'll be happy with scrappy 2-1 wins every week uh, if it means we win every game. But um, improvements obviously will need to be made. Certain players need to step up their game. I don't have any doubt about that. But we won the game. I mean, Andreas, you was there obviously with Amar in the stadium. What did you make of the performance overall? Because it was a bit hit and miss, wasn't it, over the 90 minutes, really? Yeah, I think we're doing well. Um, yeah, if you're honest, uh, the second half was maybe the worst half in this 
season. Uh, I don't understand why we gave away control of the match. I mean, now we scored uh, in extra time, uh, in stoppage time from first half. So and you go in half time with, with a lead, with a late goal. So this should should push you uh, for the second half. I don't understand what, what happened. And uh, yeah, of course, we, yeah, we dominated the match without uh, creating a lot of chances in the second half. And it was um, so 10, 15 minutes before the end, it was as if Everton realized, ah, oh, we only need one more chance. We only need one, one more uh, shot on target. And then and then maybe we'll take a point uh, with us. Uh, yeah, the two corners in the last uh, minute uh, were really nervy. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't great uh, to watch. But um, yeah, to see the better things, the first half was okay. We got an early lead. Uh, from Caitlin and uh, then the goal uh, from Beth, uh, the, uh, the second uh, goal that uh, Beth headed in, uh, it was a brilliant pass from, from Leah, from Molly. And uh, yeah, yeah. these this, uh, are the, the, the positive things. Uh, and the fact that the team reacted after the equalizer, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like it is so often in this season. Uh, our opponents had one shot on goal. And it was a good yeah. uh, but uh, you have to say it was a brilliant pass. Yeah, it was was really good playing from from Everton and uh, yeah, uh, not the best uh, defending from from Amanda from uh, Lotta who was uh, who didn't have the pace uh, against the Everton player, but the reaction from the team after this equalizer was good. Uh, we pressed for for a second goal before halftime. We got it. That's good, and uh, the result was good. But uh, our problems against uh, teams with a deep block remain. And as I said on uh, Saturday, uh, it seems as if Jonas has no plan B. If if his plan A, mm. his tactics doesn't work, uh, then I can't see any reaction for him. And and bringing substitutes in after seventy minutes or, or eighty minutes. That's too late. They can't have any influence on on the match. So this yeah. is uh, something yeah. I have to criticize. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's it. A lot to criticize, a lot to do better. But in the end, we we got the three points, and that's all that counts in this part of the season. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with the substitutions. I mean, we saw we, we'll come on to the ready game in a little while, but we, we saw that. You know, we've got two starting 11s essentially in in the group of players, and both of those starting 11s are good starting 11s as well. So we can make changes, and it isn't going to necessarily uh, affect the quality of the team because we've got players on the bench who are equally as good as some of the players that are in the team. You could argue some of the players on the bench are better than the players in the starting team. You could argue that to be true, and in some positions maybe it is, but. They're certainly not not worse. We're not weakening the team by making any changes from the bench. And I I agree. I, I was shocked in that second half when clearly the game was going away from us for whatever reason, whether it was tiredness, whether it was... Um, I don't really know what it was, but it wasn't working. Freshen it up earlier. Get Steena on earlier. Get Kyra maybe on earlier. Get some of these yeah. things to be done. You know, Chloe Lacasse, last second of the game. What was the point in that? Get her on... 15, 20 minutes to play to have an impact. You know, we had we've got players on the bench that can make an impact. Um, and yeah, I that was I was shocked by the lack of 
still very late in that game. I couldn't understand why that didn't happen, but it is an issue that Jonas maybe needs to work out. You're right, he needs to figure out. I mean, I don't think he's got a plan B, and I think the plan B we saw was the Reading the team that started against Reading. That's his plan B. <laughs> but what mm. he needs to do is find a way of using both of those two 11s, if you like, starting 11s, interacting them so we can make the changes in-game to make a difference in games like the Everton game where it wasn't quite happening for us in that second half. But you're absolutely right. This part of the season is about getting three points on the ball every single game, winning as many games as we can. Um, and yes, some of them won't be great. Some of the performances won't be great. They won't. Um, but if we come out with three points... We have to be reasonably happy. I mean, Amar, you was in the, at the stadium as well, obviously, with uh, with Andreas. What did you make of it, though? Because it was quite a flat performance, wasn't it? Especially that second half. And it was crying out for some changes earlier on, wasn't it? And they did that. I mean, we started, we, as we like, to get start games on the front foot, dominate with the ball and uh, and uh, just try to take it on, take it from the... Take it, take it, go... Well, it wouldn't go necessarily go full-blooded on the opposition, but like try to dominate, try to impose our style of play on the game and then yeah you scored the early goal and then we had chances with it the keeper made a couple of good saves granted fine but then you always know without defense you can give away a softy goal i mean what manu was doing uh halfway on a goal it made it easy for a culture i don't know i can never pronounce it is it schnursch is that how you say her surname yeah i think something like that it's yeah it just made it easier for the role it's like she could have just stayed on the line and stayed back, but the defence didn't do the job properly. And just one ball through the back end, and they score. It's just that, that that's alarming. You know, it's like Route One. They're not allowed. To, you look at the, all the goals we conceded this season. Can only think of maybe two goals where the opposition said, "Yeah, that's good play." A lot of the other goals have been down to our sloppiness and our inability to react, and also just just um, just being too easy to pass through. You have to. That's one thing. If you're going to win a title and be almost perfect, you have to cut out those errors. It, it's that's if they're not learning from them. You see, and uh, it, as you say, with the regards to the flexibility, when now that Lee is back in, he can't keep going with the same eleven. Exactly the same eleven I played against Watford played today. I thought, mix it up a little bit. You know, you just give your don't burn the players out. It'll be like we're seeing, for example, with Bukayo Saka and the men's team. Give, give, give these guys a rest and make your substitution earlier. Stina showed their value in the week, scoring a hat trick. And liar as well. I don't know why it's to wait until the cup competition to make those changes. They're crying out that you've got to mix it up and to try and ask the opposition more questions and leaving it too late. It's just, as you say, he's, he's too passive and he's not got a plan B. He's just determined to stick with his plan A. And I feel like he's got to find a way of being more flexible. Otherwise, you know, the same mistakes are going to keep on happening. And, uh, okay, whilst we can be more clinical, um, it's not going to, nothing as much is going to change. So I feel like he's got to, he's got to think about that going forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't, earlier in the season, I remember we had, we've had conversations here and we had conversations earlier in the season where we sort of said, what, does Jonas know what his best 11 is? Does he, has he worked that out yet? And we wasn't sure if he had, because he kept making little changes to the team every week. Um, he wasn't sure what his best defence was. He didn't seem what partnership up front was right. And now mm. it seems as though he's got in his mind what his first choice 11 is because he's playing it in regular games now, um, mm. which is great. that he's, he's figured that out. He needed to. But at the same time, he's got to understand that 11 players don't win you mm. a game, don't win you a league title, don't win you trophies. It's a squad of, we've got a squad of, what, 18 players, good players, haven't we? So... He's, now he's worked out his starting 11 no. that he likes, his 11 that he thinks is his best 11. Whether we agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. He's, he's picking the team. His first 11, that's fine. 
But what he's now got to do is find a way of making those impact players come on at the right time to make the impact that they can have in the game when it's not working. And that's something he's he's got. To, he learned he's, he's, yeah, he's learned yeah. his starting. Now he needs to learn how to manage the squad a bit better. And if he gets that right, there's no reason why we can't go on and win every yeah, game definitely. potentially with the players that we've got. It's just managing that squad right now. And I thought against Everton, that was that was the one thing that really disappointed me was that we didn't he didn't manage the squad as well as he could have done. And in the end, it almost cost us two points because Everton could have got an equaliser. They had that headed chance, didn't they, quite near the end that went just wide. And it was like, oh, my God, if that goes in, uh, you know, that would have been a disaster. You know, the deflection over the bar as well. Yeah, yeah we, they had a couple of chances at the end. And, yeah, we, he's got to do that better. He's got to learn quickly to manage this squad because it's a great squad he's put together. Mm. Brilliant squad, but it's not going to be a brilliant squad if he's not using the players correctly and, and giving them the no. right amount of time to impact on the game. So, yeah, it's, it is, uh, you know, lessons have to be learned. You're absolutely right. We do need to learn lessons from what's, go, what's gone wrong so far. But also as well, there's been a lot of things that are right and make sure that we keep them as well, but just cut out those yeah. little errors. And, yeah, the goal Everton scored was so poor. I mean, Manu Zinsberg, her problem with that was her positioning, wasn't it? She was just, what was she doing there? She had no chance of doing anything. Uh -huh. She no. gave no chance of being in a silly position. And unfortunately, that happened in the Tottenham game as well. Similar example, wasn't it? She was in a bad position, so she was caught out and she looked like she'd stood still. This Everton goal was exactly the same. And, you know, that needs to be better. She's got to be better. Yeah, poor defending, to be fair. One one ball through the middle opens us up. No, we can't allow that to happen. No, exactly. you know, yeah, it was poor all round. But yeah, I don't know what Manny was doing, really. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible there, but... We got away with it this time. We got the win and that's what matters. But yeah, we can't keep letting in goals like that because it's going to cost us in, in other games against better teams. But we won the game and I think that's the main thing that we need to focus on, really. Uh, Terry says, good evening, Richard. International man and Mr. Andreas and 8 o'clock Amar. Well, it's not, I'm not 8 o'clock Amar anymore, but thanks, yeah. No, not, not the last couple of weeks you've been, you've been on time, which is good. Um, he says, how nice is it to see Leah back with a great smile on her face? Can't yeah. wait to see her back to her best. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that was fantastic. We'll talk about that in a minute, of course. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Terry says, gutted with the Everton goal. Uh, but to be honest, it was a great pass that split our defence. Uh, and she did take it well. Yeah, she did, but we made it easy, didn't we? Manu's position made it easy for us to finish that. I mean, anyone could have... The whole goal was there, wasn't it? Just put it wherever you want, and she just put it in the big space. So, it was a it was a good pass, but we shouldn't be caught out like that. Uh, Terry says, I've got a feeling our problems have started ever since Andreas keeps having Mido and Viva around on a Friday night. <laughs> well, you have to come around for tea, don't you, on a Friday? It's fine, you know. It's good that. It's good that she's uh, that they're there anyway, you know, looking looking happy, which is what we want to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, Everton we won, and I think that's probably the most important thing. The biggest positive was the three points. We'll take them, keeps us three points off the top, which we'll take at this point in the season, and look forward to hopefully some better performances in the WSL um, to come. So while last Saturday, as it turned out, I said Sunday before it was on Saturday, wasn't it, the game? Um, as as it turned out, you know, um, that maybe wasn't the greatest game that we could have had, but the game that we had on Wednesday night was certainly, um, shall we say, had, um, it had a lot more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, things to be excited about, maybe. Lots of good things. Meaningful. So, Meaningful. Um, Meaningful. Yeah, it was, it was. It was a great game. So let's have a look yeah. at what happened. Now, I think what we could do is we could spend the next half an hour talking about Stina Baxtenius, right? And how brilliant she is 
and how she's not getting more minutes in the WSL and what she did um, against Reading proves how important she is to the team and how much more minutes she should be playing. And we, we could obviously, we could do that. And we've spent a lot of time on this show this season talking about Stina. And that was a great um, centre-forward performance, wasn't it? You know, she took her goals really well, particularly the second one that she rolled into the bottom corner. She's done that before. Brilliant finish from her. Brilliant performance from her all round. But what was nice about the game, apart from all the other things we will come on to separately, the, the players coming back from injury and all that kind of stuff, what it showed was one, the depth of the squad, nine changes to the starting lineup, and it looked as though that team knew what they were doing together. It looked as though they they knew how to play together, which was something that maybe earlier in the season wasn't happening so much. Yes, Reading have got their problems. We know that. They're in a mess of club. Um, they've gone part-time since getting relegated. And it's a game we should win. We did win comfortably, but I don't care too much about Reading. I don't want to look at Reading and say, well, Reading are not very good. We should win that game. It was more about how we looked as a team and what we did as yeah, a team. And definitely. I thought the performance from first minute to last against Reading was really, really strong. A really good performance. And we didn't let, yeah, we've been easy to let our level drop. We were 3 0 up. We could have thought, oh, the game's won, got sloppy. We didn't. We kept focused and we did a really, really professional job. And I just love to see that. It was brilliant. And we got a lot of goals as well, which I think we needed to do because we missed a lot of chances, not scoring up. I mean, Andreas, what did you make of that Reading performance? Because I thought it was overall a 90 minutes. It was almost perfect, wasn't it? It was a better performance. And um, uh, yeah, sometimes you say uh, a team uh, needs to give an answer to, to a bad performance. And uh, this was an answer, but uh, it was the answer of, of uh, players who don't get enough minutes in the WSL. And this is a good reaction from, from these players, like uh, Kyra, like mm -hmm. Stina. Uh, yeah, Leia, uh, uh, Chloe, uh, all those players who, who don't get enough chances uh, to prove themselves in, in the league. Uh, they did, they proved how important they can be, they made their point, uh, yeah. but uh, we, we should not forget it was only Reading. You can't compare Reading to the teams, uh, to our opponents in the WSL. Even. Even teams like like Everton or or West Ham or Bristol are a lot stronger and better uh, than than Reading is. Uh, we know the gap between the Championship and the WSL. It's it's a big gap. So uh, yeah, don't don't uh, uh, don't forget this. Uh, that the quality of the opponent was was a lot weaker than uh, than we had against Everton or we will uh, face against Liverpool. But uh, nevertheless, you have to score six goals. You have to win such a match. And as you said, the, the, the really positive thing is that uh, the team didn't sit down uh, after the second or third goal and said, OK, we are, we are through. We, we, we will win this match and we are through to the knockout stage in Cup. OK, let's relax and, and, and let them play. No, they were focused and they kept on uh, pressing and uh, pressing for the next goal, for the next goal. And yeah, that, that was the positive sign. And of course, as I said, the players who, who did not get enough minutes in the WSL, uh, they made their point and they showed, uh, I'm there, I'm there too. I'm available and, and you can count on me. So give me minutes. Uh, that, that's a positive aspect. And I think uh, <laughs> the other positive, most positive, uh, expect uh, Lia's comeback. We will talk later. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 
it was a night of, of all positives for me. I mean, nothing negative in that game whatsoever. I mean, it was almost it was almost the perfect night, wasn't it? I mean, Steena getting a hat trick, which you know, I've been. I think we all have really been desperate to see Steena get more minutes. But she's got eleven goals this season now. Eleven goals. She's top scorer by a mile. You know, Russo plays every game pretty much ninety minutes every game. She scored seven goals. Bruce, um, Steena hardly plays. She comes on for 10 minutes here and there. Yes, you've got a full game the other night, fair enough. But she generally comes on for minutes at a time. 11 goals this season. It's just incredible. But she deserves more game time. She deserves more starts. And if ever there was a player that wanted to prove a point, that was what Steena did with it, the way she took those three goals. They were three very different goals. And that's something that... And I said this, actually, um, the other night, that for me, Steena reminds me quite a lot of um, Aubameyang. She's almost like the women's version of a bamming. In the, in the fact, mm. sometimes in the game, her first touch sometimes isn't always great. The ball maybe bounces off her a little bit. Or her link-up yeah. play, play well the other night, her link-up play was good. But sometimes it isn't always great. But get her in the box, give her a chance, and she's a real clinical finisher. A bit like a Bamiang was for Arsenal when, when he was there. A uh, very similar type of player, I, I think. And for it, she's like almost like the women's equivalent for me. And that's that's a that's a compliment, by the way, to her. Because, you know, that's what that's what Russo doesn't have. Russo has everything else. She's a brilliant footballer, but she's not clinical enough in the box. And she doesn't get in. Look at that second, that the first goal that Steena got, our second goal, when uh, Steph Catley put the ball into the near post. She was attacking that space got and got the goal. Yeah. Russo doesn't really do that very often, does she? She doesn't get those type of goals. And... That's where the two of them are different. And that's why they should both be playing, because they offer something different, you know. And Steena showed her qualities. Um, and she's showed her qualities since she's been mm -hmm. at Arsenal, I think. I think she's very underrated. She doesn't get enough credit. And I thought that you could see how desperate the other players in the team were for to get that hat-trick in the second half. They were passing to her sometimes when they could have shot or trying to set her up for the goal. And in the end, it was a mistake at the back that she got it from. But again, it showed her instincts, didn't it? She was quickly onto it. Knocked it past the keeper and scored, you know, brilliant. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't just Steena, was it? Chloe Lacasse as well. I thought she was brilliant. Yeah, um, not getting enough minutes. She had a great game. Kyra, we know how good Kyra is. She's played well in the WSL. We know how good she is. That wasn't a surprise, was it, how well she played? You know, Steph Catley was back in the team. Two assists for Steph Catley. Leia Cadena, her first goal as well. You know, yeah. so many positives. It was just unbelievable night, really. I don't think I've enjoyed a game from start to finish as much as that yeah. for a very long time. Everything good happened. The only thing that didn't happen, maybe, was Bib coming on and getting her first goal since her injury. That's probably the only thing missing from it being a perfect night. But I mean, uh, Emma, that was such a good, it was such an enjoyable game to watch, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, even more so, but it was a good game of football. I just thought it was almost a perfect night, wasn't it? Yeah, again, if you're being slightly overcritical, we could have, we could have even had more goals, but I think we'll take the six. We knew that. Reading, as you say, a bit of a mess. But this wasn't about them. This was just about trying to impose our style of football as we always try to just get the job yeah. done, really, and not concede any silly goals. And, yeah, that was a perfect composition in many ways. And, uh, yeah, we look really good from the awful. So we watched the highlights, and there are plenty of highlights on show. And, uh, yeah, Chloe was really good going on left to create lots of havoc for the back line. And, there yeah, we looked good through the, the phases. Didn't give the ball away. The Greek stick going forward again. Everyone was just uh, on sync with each other, and but again, he could have rested a few more. I know he played Vic again from the beginning, and he played a few others as well, Caitlin as well. But it was good to see a few players rested, and uh, we'll see what happens um, going forward. But 
it was uh, in many ways it was a perfect performance and good to see different goal scorers coming back. As you said, Skeena proving a worth. I mean, what does you have to do to get a start in the WSL? You see, some people, some players are starting both games, and she has to. She's resorted to substitute appearances, and I think I, I hope she doesn't go. I don't think she will, but I would, I would like to see her come on earlier in games when the going is uh, is getting tough. And so Sunday might well prove to be a tricky one. It, uh, might prove to be a great example for Jonas to bring on earlier. So no, it goes to show our squad depth is probably as good as it's ever been, arguably better than it was when we won the title under Joe. So I mean, hopefully going forward. He can do Jonas can uh, start more, but yeah, it was a perfect performance in many ways. Ideal opposition, and uh, yeah, we move forward. Uh, oh, yeah, just one thing I'd also add is the draw was supposed to be tonight for the quarterfinals, but because they're investigating Aston Villa's use of Noel Barrett, that's actually now been postponed until Monday. Yeah, that's a strange one, isn't it? We're that was a very strange one, I thought. Very, very weird. But anyway, some strange guys on at Aston Villa, actually, anyway, this season, to be fair. Um, LG has said, Jonas out. No, so I'm not, no, not in agreement no. at all at the moment. We, I know we had a bit of a conversation yeah. about it the other night on the show, didn't we? But, yeah, um, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that that won't be the case forever. At the moment, I don't think so. Um Greg says, yeah, the mentality of the team against lower teams doesn't seem as intense as when we play against top teams. It's as if they expect to win. Well, now you see exactly that. But that's what impressed me the other night against Reading because I thought our intensity was was high against a team, uh, a lesser team. In in the past, I agree, that hasn't always been the case and that's been a worry. But I thought the other night, it, that wasn't... We did actually have that intensity, which is why we won the game 6-0. We kept going and kept going and kept going and we didn't give them... A second on the ball, did we? They had one shot up in called game reading, and yes, they're not a great side, but I liked our intensity. But yeah, we need to do that all the time. And you're right, it has been an issue before. It wasn't the other night, which is great. Uh, Terry mm-hmm. said, in my opinion, Steena has to start against Liverpool. I can't see what else she can do to prove herself. Well, regardless of that hat trick against um, against Reading, she's done enough to prove herself already this season. You know, with the, the minutes that she's had, every time she makes an impact, she's scoring a goal, she's creating goals, she's doing everything that you want her to do. So, yeah, I don't know what more she can do. That's up to Jonas. He's got to make that, those decisions. Isn't he? So, we'll see what he does on Sunday. We'll talk about that very very soon as well. Uh, Hannah Hannah says, Hi, everyone. I think Isabel, that, oh, another one, you see, um, is resting uh, Chloe to play a right wing uh, instead of left wing. That is what we're saying. Um, yeah. Then, let's see. Well, I don't know about better. They're different players. But, yeah, I mean... Well, let's not question Jonas quite yet too much. I mean, you know, I think he's, he's had two and a half seasons where we've we've done well. We've, we've had some great moments. We've won a trophy, European semi-final, selling out the Emirates. I don't think it's time to be looking at necessarily Jonas out now. We'll see what happens. If he doesn't manage to get the best out of this squad and we don't win trophies with this group of players, obviously we have to question him, of course, and we will. But at, the moment, at this moment in time, I'd say let's let's just... I'll buy for a bit and see how the rest of this season pans out. Uh, Greg yeah. says, any decent striker would have scored a hat trick against Reading. Come on, Greg. Come on. Look, we love you, mate. But come on, look. She's really not decent, man. Come on. Yeah, you're right, obviously. Reading aren't great. But you've still got to score a hat trick. Whoever you're playing against, not all strikers would have scored a hat trick in that game, regardless. You know, you know, just because um, uh, Bunny Shaw scoring hat tricks in the WSL... Doesn't mean she would have scored a hat trick in that game. She may have done, but she may not have done. Steena did, and that, you can only beat what's in front of you. So come on, I mean, give her some credit as well. You know, she's brilliant. And yes, it wasn't the best of opposition, but she's proved this season she can score against the best teams. She did it last season. She scored in the big games against the big teams, and she'll do it again. So 
it's not just against Reading, you know, she can do it against better teams and she will and she has done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Hannah says, we need a replacement for Viv. Well, we need someone who can come on for her. We don't need to replace her, do we? Let's be honest. Nah. We don't need to her. She's just back from injury. She needs time. But yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> Terry says, I'll set her to Liverpool. I think we'd all quite like that, wouldn't we, Terry, actually? Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'm in, I'm in support of that, actually. I am in support of that from Terry now. I'll take the Liverpool. Yeah, we'll all take no, that. There's two reasons why I support that. One, because um, it weakens Liverpool, which is great. And secondly, it will strengthen Arsenal. So <laughs> it's a win win, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's a win win. Oh, come on. No, no, no. LG says, I think Stina is not uh, that rated as one of the, uh, the best because she probably isn't a technically gifted striker like. Viv Kerfa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She doesn't chips bits off him. No, she doesn't. This is why I compared her a little bit to Aubameyang. Because as an overall footballer, she's not as good as those players that you've mentioned and others as well. I agree with you 100%. But what she does do is, in that penalty area, she's lethal. She knows where the goal is and, you know, she she's a finisher. And that's what you need. Any great team needs a finisher, don't they? They need someone to be in there putting the chances away. And Steena's proved it time and again, not only for us, before before she came to Arsenal, her goal-scoring record in her career has been brilliant. So, she's a goal-scorer, isn't she? And, yes, she, she doesn't score all those fans. But let's face it, a fancy chip over a keeper is still worth exactly the same as a tap-in that no, she no. got in the third goal. They're worth the same, aren't they? So, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. If she's going to score 20 tap-ins or, you know, <laughs> five tap-ins, five chips over the keeper, what's better? It's the 20 tap-ins are better, aren't they? So, you know... I agree with you in terms of overall technical ability. She's not as good as some of those players. No, of course not. You know, she's nowhere near the quality of Viv, is she? No, nowhere near. But that doesn't matter. She doesn't have to be. That's not her game. Her game is to be in the box, get on the end of chances, run in behind and finish. And that's what she's... There's no one better than her at doing that. Nobody better, I don't think, in the league at doing that in, in, in the WSL than Stina. But Jonas probably thinks differently. Because he's not picking them up, is he? But he's the manager, so there you go. Yeah. Um, Greg says, yeah, Russo has probably got something in her contract to say she's got yeah. to start. I'm not sure. It does seem as though he's not willing to leave her out. I know. Don't, don't forget, he was prepared to break the world transfer record to get her last January. He clearly wanted to get Russo, didn't he? He wanted to get her, Jonas. He obviously rates her highly, so he's got her now and he's going to play her because he, he that's what he wanted to do. But I'm not sure if there's anything in her contract necessarily, but Obviously, she's favourite, isn't she, with, with Jonas? He's just got to find a way to give Steena the time on the pitch. He'd, I don't necessarily mind if Steena's not starting games. As long as he's going to bring her on with 20 minutes to go when he's when she's needed, when we're losing or we're struggling like against Everton. Do you know what I mean? Don't give her five, ten minutes. No good. Give her plenty of time to have an impact. Um, but anyway, we're not going to moan about Red in the Reading game because it was so, so good. And we're certainly not going to criticise Steena for scoring a hat-trick. <laughs> Even though it was poor opposition, you know, she, she got the job done and she's basically knocking on the manager's door now, isn't she? Ahead of Sunday and saying, come on, mate, I deserve I deserve more time on the pitch. And you can't argue with that. She does. Um, but it wasn't just about Steena, as I said, it's, it was a whole team played well. You know, the second team, if you like, because that's basically what it was, nine changes. It was a second 11. Everybody played well and everybody stepped up. And a few players, I thought, made, made a point, you know, to say... We need more time. We deserve more time. Um, and, yeah, let's hope that uh, they all get the time that they deserve because we, we need them to, don't we? But, of course, we cannot talk about the Reading game without the highlight of the season probably so far. Yeah. We'll see you in this season. Oh, 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 oh. 
I mean, what a, what a moment. I wasn't actually expecting her to come on. I, yes, she was on the bench and there was talk of her being in the squad. I'm thinking, you know, Beth was on the bench two or three times about coming on. Viv was on the bench a few times. I think she's there to get in the squad to help everyone along. And suddenly 60 minutes played and Leah Williamson is coming onto the pitch. It was like, wow. And yes, apart from one sloppy pass that she made within the first five minutes of coming on, it was like she'd never been away. Just incredible. And obviously the, the assist for, for Beth's goal as well. And I mean, it was just an amazing moment, wasn't it? And, you know, the smile on her face when she came on, it was like, you know, Viv was the same, Beth was the same when they came on. It's, and I don't think it's, I, I don't think we can really appreciate the work that's gone in that they've put in all of them to get back playing again. It's not easy. It's a really tough, tough route. And Brutal. the work that she's had to put in behind it, I mean, she's got back quicker in, in time than, than Beth and Viv have. So, you know, her recovery, and that could be because her injury was slightly different. Of course, everyone recovers differently. But the work all of them have put in, but the work Leah's put in to be able to come back out there. And yes, it was a nice game to come back into. You're 3-0 up against the championship team. You're not going to be tested defensively. You had time on the ball. She could get into it. The perfect game to bring her into. But, I mean, wow, I was just, I was shocked that she came on, but it was just incredible. I mean, Andreas, how nice was that to see Leah back? And that ball for Beth's goal, it was like, wow, we've missed that, haven't we? Uh, uh, ball's out from the back. You don't know where to start with uh, the uh, photo behind you. This smile on her face, it, it says it says all. It says how, how much she missed this. Uh, yeah, it's it's not only her profession; it's it's uh, her passion, and uh, yeah, she's back and, and she worked so hard. Uh, I think we all read the, the long interview with her when she said yeah. um, in the last nine months uh, she she was uh, on her own and uh, she was the one who was pushing herself. Uh, nobody else uh, could push her. She did, and uh, she worked uh, harder than than ever before in her life. And uh, she loves playing football, but she hates to be in the gym. <laughs> she said, uh, <laughs> yeah. "She does not love the gym, but she doesn't." And but she had to go there day by day, and she worked really hard. Of course, uh, every ACL injury is different, so you can't say one player is back after nine months, uh, another needs uh, twelve months. Uh, that's yeah, that depends on the injury. But uh, we know how hard she worked and, and uh, with, with how much passion she was working for a comeback. And of course, it was the perfect moment. Uh, when, Viv was, when, when Beth was ready to play, it was against, uh, yeah, she was on the bench against Liverpool, then she came on against Villa uh, in difficult moments. Uh, difficult match matches, uh, yeah, it was not so easy. And, and Viv had to wait until... Uh, there was a Conti Cup game where she could uh, come come in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. for Leo, she was ready to play. And there was a Conti Cup game and we were 3-0 up. So just a perfect moment. Uh, but I have never expected her to play 30 minutes in her first match. No. I mean, uh, ne no. uh, nevertheless, uh, the, who the opponent or the opposition side is, uh, 30 minutes uh, for the first match after nine months out, uh, <laughs> that's, that's really tough. And uh, yeah, and yeah, she played as as if she was uh, maybe nine days out. Uh, fantastic! Yeah. And and this this chip uh, ball to to Beth, this assist for the goal. <laughs> I don't know if, if any other player in the team uh, can do this. It's this is pure no. yeah, and and her pure quality, and 
with, with this with this assist you, you showed what we were missing in the last nine months of course we we missed we missed her organizational talent her, yeah her being being the boss of defense everything uh but also uh her opening of of a game her passes uh yeah fantastic to have her back but don't rush her in now don't expect her to start against liverpool or or, or be on the pitch for for 60 70 minutes Mm. was a perfect match she did a great job uh, but yeah uh, you have to be patient i think she needs more more time and uh, i wouldn't be surprised if if the next one or two matches are not as good as as her performance against reading was but it's good to, uh, good, good is not enough it's it's fantastic to have her back and one of the best players in the wsl one of the best defenders in european women's football back on the pitch that's just great yeah <laughs> Better than than any new signing we could have done in in the yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is almost. It's going to feel like a new signing in a way, isn't it? Because you know, and I, and I was thinking, obviously. I mean, Terry makes a good point here. He says, um, "Don't forget Kimmy Little, 300 appearances, 164 yeah. goals." Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Her comeback as well almost got over overshadowed a little bit, didn't it? Because everyone was so excited to see Leah back on the pitch and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I was thinking actually that towards the end of that game. We had, obviously, Leah Williamson, Kim Little, Viv Miedemar and Beth Mead all playing at the same time. When was the last time all those four were in the team together? It was a long, long time ago. It was a long, long time ago. So that was great to see, wasn't it? It was a little bit of uh, going back to like the old days a little bit, wasn't it? With those four great players, great Arsenal legends all on the pitch yeah, at the same time. Yeah, definitely. It's been a long time since we've seen that. And, and that was great. And it, it bodes well, doesn't it, for the rest of this season. And I agree, though. Let's not get too carried away with Leah. It's different playing against Reading, as we've mentioned, and it is playing against Liverpool or Chelsea or all the other teams. So, yes, let's not expect uh, too much from her straight away. But it's just great that she's actually fit enough to be able to play football, kick a ball again, be out there on the pitch, and to show that you know you, you, you don't lose you don't lose your ability, do you? You might lack a little bit of sharpness and fitness and all that kind of stuff from being out for so long, but you don't lose that quality that you've got on the ball. And she was just you know. Absolutely, we've missed that, haven't we? The amount of attacks that she starts from mm. the back for England as well as for Arsenal, you know, and, and I think I think we'd have won the World Cup if Leah Williamson had been fit. I think Arsenal could have won the Champions League if she had been fit. Um, that's how important she is. And the fact that she's now back is is brilliant. Um, Greg says, Leah to start against Liverpool. Well, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I would be tempted, I must be honest, I would be tempted to play her because of how great she is, but we don't want to risk her picking up a little silly injury, do we? You know, no. she's had a lot of injuries in the last couple of years anyway, regardless of this extra one. So I would be more cautious with her personally. I'd love to see her play, of course. You know, we'd all love to see her play, but is she ready for a full 90 minutes against a team like Liverpool away from home, which is going to be a tough game? I don't know, but I'd love to see her play, of course. We all would. Um, Greg says, yeah, Kim Little is nothing short of a legend. Well, she is absolutely. She is a legend. There's no question. Absolutely, what what a player she's been. Three hundred appearances. Well, one hundred sixty-four goals. That is some record, isn't it, for a, a midfield player? She's not like she's a striker. She's a midfield player. It's one in three, isn't it? Better than one in three. Almost one in two point five games. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, brilliant. She, she's a fantastic player, and she's still proving herself every time she plays. That she's still there. You know, she may be getting older, but wow, she's still a fantastic player. And it's great to have her back as well. What an impact she's going to have as well in the rest of the season. I mean, Amar, Leah Williamson, what can you say, really? Just amazing, amazing. 
No, what can you say? Lynch Pillier, as I like to call her. Is there a better, is there a player who embodies the values of Arsenal Football Club more than her and what it means to her? No, and she even said in an interview afterwards, I, I did say something along the lines of, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, we said, I can't imagine playing for a club, but I love playing for Arsenal. And I was saying about this last week. Where, where else would she rather be? You know? And your video I saw, I was watching a small clip of, of the podcast on YouTube last night. The fact, and, and also on, uh, I think it was on Facebook or somewhere, or Twitter, I can't remember. She uh, The fact that Kim went up and they were smiling and the fact that it was, it was, it was, she was giving her the award for 300 and Kim didn't want to take it off the, the shadow of her return. <laughs> I was just absolutely class, wasn't it? And uh, it just goes to show what it means to be playing fast, but to have the back, those two were so well together. The fact that she was, I think Leah was probably, um, when when uh, she was growing up, watching Kim and took inspiration from that. And they've only, they've only, the, the growth that the growth that they both made together has been has um, been noticeable, hasn't it? And uh, mm. and they work extremely well for each other. They respect each other, and that that was just classic class touch from Kim and Leo towards each other. End, and it's just great to see her back. She's like she's never been away. As I say, form is temporary, class is permanent, and the fact that she <laughs> comes back and plays half an hour, gets that wonderful assist for Beth, it's like it's like she's never she's uh she's, she's never been away and the fact that she's back now is only going to make her stronger and she's going to be so key for us we're going to win trophies as uh as she was before she got injured and like when she showed when she when england won the euros it might have been different if she played last summer but we still did really well but we just going to show it's not the same without her and now we've got a leader and she no, as I said nobody embodies the values of arsenal football club more than leah and to see her smiling doing what she does is great watch out of the defenses because i think they're going to struggle to break us down when you've got a player like that in your squad absolutely yeah i mean you know it's it's just um it's just incredible really that leah williamson was mascot in that game they were talking about kim little was that kim little's first game wasn't it for arsenal <laughs> yeah williamson was the right. mascot and there they were after that game against reading you know leah's made her comeback from injury obviously kim's 300th appearance just <laughs> incredible so yeah. that was a great moment wasn't it you Welcome know between back. those two and you know that they've you know, they're kind of. I think most of us that have followed this this team, they've been there all the way through, haven't they? You know what I mean? Because they've been here so long, and been a part of it for so long, and they're still there now, and they're still so important, aren't they? You know, and and the fact that we've now got them both back fit again for the crucial part of this season, where things are going to be decided. What better? What better time to have them two back? Um, fantastic. So yeah. Uh, let's just hope that um, they're both going to be fine. They're not going to pick up any more injuries because they both had quite a few in the last year or two years. So we want to keep them fit. We want them to have the impact that they can. But yeah, just to see Leah's that smile on her face in that picture there, just incredible, really. That's what it means, doesn't it? When you've been out for that long, doing something that you love, you can come back and do what do what you want to do again is incredible. So yeah, so, so pleased for her. So pleased for us as a team that we've got her back. Um, for the squad and the fans, everybody. It's just brilliant news, isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, yes. To add, uh, she is in, in European women's football, she is one of the most underrated uh, players because uh, she's Scottish. She, she never had a <laughs> national team yeah. uh, to play yeah. a big tournament, to achieve a title with her national team. And uh, yeah, I, I remember that I have uh, read. Uh, I don't know which player it was. Uh, she said, uh, Kim Little is a player you sign at a club for just to be able to play with her in the same team. And uh, yeah, yeah that, that says all. And 
I remember the, the first matches uh, I saw at Meadow Park in 2019. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know all the players like I know them now. Uh, and after the first match I saw, I said uh, to, to another fan, uh, how great is this this number 10 uh, little? She's, she's just fantastic. And he said, uh, I don't understand why clubs like Lyon uh, didn't sign her in, in the last year. She's, she's our best players over all the years. And yeah, I'm really happy that I'm I'm attending matches. I'm following the Arsenal in the time where Kim Little is is playing. And in, yeah. in 10 years, we'll look yeah, back and see what a legend this was. Uh, the time when Kim Little was... Yeah, she's she's underrated because she never won anything with with Scotland. But uh, what a player and what, what a role model she is. Three hundred matches for Arsenal, just great. Yeah, I hope she she plays. She continues playing for one, two more years. Uh, I don't want to lose her. No, absolutely not. I mean, we we all don't. And it, it, I mean, it's it's funny you mention that about obviously international tournaments because. A player can't help their nationality, can they? They're born where they're born, right? And that shouldn't affect on the awards that they get given or the, the praise that they get. It shouldn't be affected by where they're from. It's unfortunate in a sense that she's from Scotland and she's only been able to play for Scotland, who aren't a great team. But that certainly shouldn't have held her back. I mean, she should have been getting Ballon d'Ors and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, because that should be about the best players, not what country they're from. And sometimes it seems as though the country that they are from is more important than how good they are. And I think in Kim Little's case, that's definitely the, the, the situation, isn't it? Because you're right, she's never going to get the recognition because she's Scottish and Scotland aren't going to win tournaments. So, uh, of course she isn't. But that doesn't diminish or it shouldn't have diminished her standing in the game. Because I, I believe when you look through history, she will be one of the greatest players ever to play football in this country, probably in Europe. You know, one of Arsenal's best ever players. Look at some of the players that we've had in our history. And the fact that she's going to be in there as one of the best players Arsenal's ever had. I mean, it's, it's, she is incredible. You know, she's absolutely incredible. And yes, I think we all have to maybe accept the fact that she's coming to the towards the end of her career. Let, let's be honest. She's coming. She is. It's sad as it, as it might be. She's coming to the end of her career. Yeah. But, you know, and uh, right, and what, what, what that guy said to you at that game, you know, he's absolutely right. She has been our best player for so many years, really despite all the great players that we've had. You know, she's still there week in, week out, consistent, consistent, driving the team on, doing the defensive side of the team when she has to, scoring goals when she has to, leading that team. She's a proper captain and you can't really praise her enough. And 300 games, well, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And hopefully there's a, there's a few more to come as well before the end of it all for Kim because, yeah, she's been brilliant. And it was, it did go a little bit underrated, the 300 game, because of all the... All the fuss about Leah coming back, which, which we loved as well. But yeah, let's let's not let's make sure Kim gets the credit she deserves for that. If she doesn't want it. You can tell, you know, she doesn't like the spotlight, does she? Particularly, she's happy to be in the background, but she deserves praise all the time for what she's done and what she's done for Arsenal. Just absolutely incredible. And yeah, well done, Kim Little. And we look forward to many more appearances from you, especially this season, because it's going to be important that you're back in this team because we, we need you. We missed you. Um, Hannah Hannah says, uh, bench Leslie starts Stina. I kind of tend to agree with you. I've got to be honest, I do kind of agree with you. I, or can you not find a way to get them both in the team as we did at Man United away, one or two other games? Maybe that's the way. Stina's got to be in the team, I agree. Um, LG says, I personally like Russo more than Stina, uh, but she needs to step up in terms of goals. Yeah. 
4 and 11 WSL. Isn't that amazing? Especially the fact that Bunny Shaw scored 12, uh, which is triple that. Yes. And I do think the difference is Bunny Shaw is an out and out. I think if Stina Blackstenius played the minutes that Russo's played, she'd have probably scored 10, 11 WSL goals. So because she's a similar sort of striker to Bunny Shaw, isn't she? In the, in the terms that she's in the box, getting on the end of things, getting those tappings, whereas Russo's plays deeper, plays wider, and she's not going to get in those positions as much. But yeah, yeah. Russo score more goals. I've been saying this all season. She's a great player, and I think, you know, she's been a brilliant addition to the team, but she was brought in as a centre-forward. She was brought in as a goal scorer, and she's not scoring enough goals, absolutely not. And that is something she's got to definitely improve. Um, Terry says, yeah, Amor hasn't got the same look in his eyes talking about Leah when he used to oh, talk about Oh, shut up. Well, you know, Rafa's gone now. Bye-bye, yeah. that's gone, that's gone now. <laughs> uh, Greg says, uh, she might be coming to the end of her career, but she's still the best midfield player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Easy, absolutely. Yeah, of course she is. Uh, but we just need to start accepting it ourselves that she's not going to be here uh, for another five, ten years, is she? You know, she's got another two or three, maybe. We'll see if she can avoid injury. But, yeah, um, she's absolutely right. She is one of the greatest players ever still you know and, and even though she's coming to the end 100 uh terry says to be fair arsenal fans don't really uh don't help really we just expect her to be brilliant every week and she will just take her for granted well yeah i suppose we we do take her for granted a little bit because you just know that she's going to be brilliant so it's like well okay it's just kim little she's just she's just being kim little <laughs> do you know what i mean it almost feels like that doesn't it yeah but we do need to take time sometimes to stand back and say you know what how brilliant is she and she proves it time and time again. And, yeah, it's great to have her back. Um, LG says, Tobin Heath said, Kim Little is the best player she's ever played with, coming from yeah, someone who's played with all the stars yeah. at the... Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, was that one of the reasons why Tobin Heath came to Arsenal to play with Kim Little? Because that might have been a comment yeah. that Andrew has mentioned before, maybe. You know, maybe it was maybe it was Tobin Heath that said it, and that's why she came. Um, but, yeah, that is... I mean, that's pretty high praise, isn't it, from anybody to an American player to say that. So... And I'm sure it won't just be Tobin Heath that thinks that. Most players that's played with Kim Little would say the same thing, I think, because she's just she is an incredible player. So yeah, it was um, it was great for her to get her 300th um, appearance. Um, and yes, let's not let Leah's fantastic comeback overshadow what Kim has done, uh, what Kim's done, and what she continues to do for this great club. So yeah. Well done to Kim Little. Congratulations. And, yeah, we look yeah, forward absolutely. to absolutely. many, many more games from you in the future as well. Let's hope Let's hope you get to 400. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That would be <laughs> great. Yeah. I mean, that would be the record, wouldn't it? Because the record's like 385 or something, isn't it? I think the, the record. Yeah. Or something like that. Something so let's hope you can beat it because if anyone deserves to, it's her, isn't it? Um, so Reading was quite good, wasn't it, really? We quite enjoyed that game, to be honest. Um, but... There's going to be a slightly tougher test for us coming up this weekend on Sunday when we travel to one of the most improved sides in the league this season. And of course, as you saw from that picture there, we owe them one, don't we? We owe them big time for the first <laughs> game of the season when they somehow won one nil at the Emirates in a game that we should have scored four or five goals in, and it's proved to be the story of the season in many ways. But um, they're a good side this season, Liverpool. You know, we know how good their manager is. He's won league titles with Liverpool in the past. You know, he's, he's a great manager, isn't he, Matt Beard? And he knows how to, how to 
put his team up. He knows what needs to be done to get results. And he's done it against big teams. They beat Chelsea last season. They've beaten us this season. They're flying high in the league. They're, they're a really good side. I say I think they're probably the most improved team in the league this season, actually. I, I really do think they are. And yeah. it's going to be a really, really tough game for us on Sunday. We are going to have to play a hell of a lot better than we did against Everton if we're going to win this game. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Andreas, this is going to be one of the big tests that we've got to come yeah. this season, isn't it? It's going to be one of the real big tests of Liverpool away. This is a big test. And uh, we, we have to prove something against them. Uh, we all remember this uh, first match uh, start of the season and I think we had 15 corners and, and about 25 crosses in their box and, and we didn't make anything of it. It was uh, yeah, it was terrible to see this. I, I was at the Emirates uh, for this match and uh, I yeah. think they had two two shots on goal and uh, one one was, was the corner and, and the header in. But we, we didn't find a way to yeah, through their low block through that defense and uh, yeah when, when you have more than 20 crosses and, and 15 corners there should be at least one goal from from this uh yeah i hope we have learned from this and and uh, jonas has watched re-watched this match again because uh, liverpool will, will play similar i don't think that uh, if, uh, now that they are home uh, they will start to be offensive and, and try to dominate the match. No, they will sit back and wait and let uh, yeah. the more possession for us and, and wait what we what we will do. Uh, they know how open our defense is for counter-attacks. <laughs> we saw this uh, from, from Everton. One brilliant pass and we are totally open. So, yeah, Liverpool knows this and this is the danger again. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, in the first match of the season, we didn't have Beth, we didn't have Biff, we didn't have Lua. So uh, our squad has improved. And and we we found together with, with all the new players. Uh, uh, this was a time after the Champions League qualifiers, uh, World Cup Champions League qualifiers, and then start of the season. No real holiday, a lot of new players. So the team found together. And um, yeah, we have improved as as a team, as the way we play, we have we have a lot of players back, uh, but still the same problem with finding solutions against the low block. So this makes me concerned. Uh, I'm not sure that, that there will be a firework from us uh, like like in the second half uh, at Leicester. I don't I don't expect this. Would be great to see this, but uh, <laughs> uh, it will be a really hard and tough match for us and uh, I would be happy if we take the three points <laughs> no matter how the result is and uh, yeah I'm sure Liverpool will score we will we will open them one one possibly one chance and they will uh, take it uh, there will be a goal for Liverpool but uh, in the end the quality in our team should be enough uh, to score at least two goals so my prediction is we will win 2-1 but it will be a nervy and tough match and I hope Jonas uh, will react earlier, will make earlier changes, bring in the subs, change change things. If if the uh, the plan tactics doesn't work, then bring bring others in. We have so so much firepower on the bench. Just try it. It's not only Lassie or or Stina, It's also uh, Viv or Frida or yeah. 
Kyra is is still there, um, and that there is a possibility of playing Stina and Blessy together. Just just try something and don't uh, stuck in with, with with the same eleven for for eighty minutes if it doesn't yeah. work. So yeah, I was last Sunday I was uh, at Stamford Bridge and saw Chelsea versus Man United. Uh, Emma Hayes was not satisfied with the performance of the team, although they were 2-1 up at halftime. She made the first change in 55th minute, and the second change uh, in four minutes. The chance to have an influence of the match if you have yeah. 20 or 30 minutes. So let's hope we will see this uh, in, in Liverpool. And uh, yeah, I say we'll win 2-1. We all will be We'll say, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I said it at the start, I'll take scrappy 2 1 wins all day long if it means we get the three points. And in a game like this, where Liverpool are a good side, there's no doubt they're a difficult team to beat. I think they've only lost two or three this season in the league, haven't they? So, you know, they're a very, very good team. So, yeah, let's take a 2 1 all day long. And yeah, I, I don't know, I kind of expect us to go there and and play well. I really do. I expect us not to play like we did against Everton. I really think we'll go there because we know how difficult this is and how important it is to, to get the right result. Um, Terry says, Liverpool playing well, that's why I'm going 5-1 to Arsenal. Wow, wow. I'm not sure about that. 5-1? Um, wow. uh, Greg says, it'll be a tight game, 4-0 to the Arsenal. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll take a nice 4-0, won't we? Tight game. Um, tight 4-0. Terry says, tight 4-0. So he says, come on, Greg, you're trying to be on the panel with only a 4-0 tight win. Uh, Greg says, yeah, sorry, just trying to be like Andres. <laughs> <laughs> and has gone 2-1, so it's not quite the same, is it? Um, Terry says, I watched Chelsea be Man United. They were both crap. That's harsh. That's <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I didn't think Chelsea were that great, if I'm honest. And I have, every time I've watched Chelsea this season, I've not been overly impressed with them. I look at them and think, well, not that great, but they always find a way to win, don't they? So it doesn't really matter how, how good or bad they are. They, they just win games, don't they? Whereas sometimes we haven't managed to do that, have we? And that's maybe going to be the difference. But we'll see. I mean, you know, this is going to be a very difficult game on Sunday. And, you know, it's maybe come at a good time in the sense that we've had a few games now, three games, three wins in a row since the return from the winter break. And, you know, we, we've seemed to be getting getting there. And I thought the other night was good. We dug in against Everton. So the, the signs are quite good that we're maybe turning a corner and pulling ourselves around and going to hit some good form. But it's going to be tough. I mean, am I Liverpool? They're a good side, aren't they? It's not going to be an easy game, is it, at all? No, you can never take anybody for granted. Yeah, and even though our record was good against them, I think when we last played there was, only, I think, a couple, a couple of years ago, we won 4-0. And Katie scored that banger. She always tends to score bangers against Liverpool, whoever else she plays, seemingly. Vivalov's playing against them as well, I was reading earlier. She scored more goals and registered more assists, I think, against Liverpool than any other club. But no, I, I agree. Yeah, Beardy, uh, definitely, as they call him, has definitely made his side tougher to beat. You saw the Emirates with the low block, how difficult for us to break him down. But being the first game of the season, I kind of forgave them a little bit. It was a disappointing loss. They had only had a few weeks together or still to come into terms with a Champions League disappointment. I feel like now we're hitting our stride. We're in good form. Yes, we're still offering chances to the opposition. But uh, you saw, I mean, they took the lead last week against Man City. And after that, they just they rather fell apart a little bit, didn't they? You could see with the playing out of the back. And they played into City's hands. And ultimately, uh, I think as well, they uh, okay, they created the odd chance after that. But they they, they really, they rather 
played into Man City's hands, trying to play out of the back, and Bunny Shaw uh, scored the hat trick, and uh, they didn't really show. I wouldn't say they showed much fight after that. But I was a bit disappointed in the way they made it too easy for Liverpool, and also. If I'm being honest, I think their goalkeeper's pretty lucky to have still been on the pitch when you completely wiped out Lauren Hemp. I mean, that's the most blatant red card you're ever likely to see. Yeah, yeah some other referee only gave her a yellow. I'm like, really? She she could have she could have she she could have been knocked unconscious, and who knows what might happen. But thankfully, Lauren Hemp was okay because it was a shocking tackle by the keeper. So I'm kind of motivated that now. Hopefully, our strikers can put a few past them, and uh, we can show what we're made of. Having said that, it won't be easy. We've only kept two clean sheets all season, and. Uh, we will offer we we will offer chances. Whether Liverpool can take them is another thing in its entirety. We only did one in September, but I feel confident now, because I think we'll do well. It's been a happy hunting ground. We haven't conceded against them in the league since I think is it February 2020 when we beat them three two, and we haven't conceded that many goals against them. But um, um, overall, so I think it will be a good day. It'll be it'll be a tight game, but I think we'll win this three one. So I'll say Arsenal Arsenal win three one. <laughs> He says, yeah, come on, Amo, you're going to say a tie. Oh, I'm not saying tie. That's not tie. Three one would be more than more than satisfying, wouldn't it? We'd all be. I say, I'll, I'll take a one nil. Any any win will do me. I, I don't really care too much, but it would be nice, wouldn't it, to really put in a good performance and show yeah. exactly that we can go to a difficult game, and it will be a difficult game, and, and go there and, uh, and win. I mean, we did win 2-0 uh, there last season, didn't we, in the league, if you remember. Um, yeah. Leah Vulti scored, I think, in that game. Yeah, that was a beauty as well, and Freedom Arnhem scored as well. Yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. And, you know, uh, I know Liverpool are a better team this year, so it won't be this, a similar game. I think that was a game, wasn't it? Didn't we win... Um, um, the Leon game was just before, wasn't it? Then we played Liverpool straight after. Yeah, the week after Leon, you know, that's right. Yeah. After Leon, yeah. So you know, we, we, it was totally different circumstances this time. We this time we played Red in a way, and now we're going to Liverpool. Totally different type of opposition. The yeah, Champions yeah. League winners Leon, and this time it's Reading from the Championship. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. We still need to go there. Um, we still need to go there and, and, yeah. and win. That's what we've got to keep doing. You know, it's, it's a tough game, but. Uh, yeah, we've got the players, we've got the squad. I want to see Jonas. Yeah, if things aren't going well, if we're struggling to score or we, we're not doing as well as we, we can do, make those substitutions early like Emma, Emma Hayes does. Yeah, do it. Don't be frightened to, to make changes too early in the game. If it's not working, it's not working. Don't keep your fingers crossed on the bench and hope it's going to work. Do something about it. You've got the players there to make a difference. We know yeah. they can make a difference, some of these players on the bench, and they have done. So, yeah, let's hope it. Let's hope we do it. If they do, then I'm sure... I'm sure we won't have too many, um, too many issues because we're a better team than them. We've got better players than them. Yeah, but that isn't always that isn't always what what makes a difference. No. Um, but yes, I mean let's let's get let's go there and, and get the game won. It's going to be tough, but yeah, I'm going to go for. Oh, it's going to yeah, we will probably concede a goal. I agree. I think we will concede a goal because we we that's what we do we do best don't we we can see dark goals so <laughs> goal as well that we can see probably from a set piece or some crap goal but um yeah they'll score see three ones quite I, I quite like a free one actually I, I i'm gonna go free one as well i think we'll win free one i think that we've got enough firepower in our team um and we'll create enough chances probably less than we created at the emirates if i'm honest but we won't need as many as that this time because, as Andrea said, the team's improved. We've improved since then. We've all worked together for longer. The new players have settled in. 
Uh, we've got players back fit and firing. So, yeah, I think we'll win 3 1. And I think Stina Blacks Dennis is going to score a goal. Whether it's from the start or from the bench, yeah. he'll, do, he'll do the job and get one of those three goals. Um, LG's got a question there for Andreas. He says, um, I think Richard Wilde for not wanting <laughs> Overdorf at Arsenal. What do you think, Andreas? Andreas, do you want Overdorf at Arsenal? Come on, do you want Overdorf at Arsenal? <laughs> and she's playing for Wolfsburg, and I don't like her because it's going <laughs> in for Bayern Munich. And uh, we saw her play against Arsenal in the Champions League. Uh, the way she plays is uh, sometimes it's it's dirty and um, uh, a lot of fouls, but she knows what to do because uh, as soon as she gets hooked, uh, she stops uh, with these dirty fouls. So uh, this is uh, what, what I don't like on her, that, that she yeah, she's playing dirty as long as the referee lets her. But uh, apart from this, she's maybe uh, together with, with Wally, maybe the best midfielder, holding midfielder in European football. And, and she's still so young, I think 22 now, 21, 22. Uh, yeah, uh, I think if she wants to leave Wolfsburg, uh, she will break uh, a record transfer fee. Uh, I don't know if we will invest so much money uh, because we have Wally with, with uh, still two years contract. We have Kyra. I don't know, but um, if she's she's available, uh, every top team will try. And yeah, she's a great player, and a great holding midfielder. Of course, she would fit in in, in every big team. But I read that uh, Chelsea is is uh, very interested in her and will be one of the main targets from Chelsea in summer. That's, yeah. Just would one other thing on that. Arsenal. There's no doubt that Herbert Dolph is a fantastic footballer right? in, in what she does. The job that she does in the team, she's brilliant at it, right? And I'm, I'm not going to say she isn't. My point the other night, me and LG had this conversation when on the game the other night. I think at midfield now, what we've got with Vicky Palova, Leah Walty, Kyra Cooney-Cross, Kim Little, I don't know if we need to strengthen the midfield. Even though Herbert Dolph's a great player, I would rather we strengthen maybe defensive positions a little bit more, a bit more covered defensively and improve that area of the team. We've got enough attacking players. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying Herbidal's not a great player. I personally, she wouldn't be top of my list, even if she was available, just because of the position that she plays. I mean, would you would you still take her, though, Andres? If we could sign her, despite the midfield <laughs> that we've got, where would she fit in, though? With would she play instead of Vicky Palova? I wouldn't play ahead of Vicky Palova at the minute. Would you play ahead of Kim Little? I wouldn't play ahead of Kim Little. Would you play ahead of um, Leah Volti? I wouldn't. I don't know. Uh, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I said. And I think uh, if we if we sign her, then probably Wally would think about uh, leaving because she she knows that uh, it's it's her position. Uh, she's 30, 31 now, and there. Uh, there comes a young player. Everybody says uh, the best holding midfielder you can have. So this would mean Wally uh, asking uh, to uh, to let her leave. And I, I agree. I don't. I don't want this. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, and and Oberdorf um, still has a contract. I think at least until twenty five. So. Uh, you don't get her for free. You have to, to take, <laughs> take a lot of money for her. And um, no, I wouldn't spend uh, five hundred or six hundred thousand pounds for for her this summer. 
when you see the the squat depth in midfield that we have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, exactly. But one thing is is clear: it's better to have her in your team than uh, in in the opposition side. <laughs> I don't play well. against her. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's true as well. And obviously, if she does go to Chelsea, that's going to strengthen our biggest rival, isn't it? So you've got to look at it that way. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think midfield is an area that we necessarily need no. with the players that no. we've got now. I think we've got the perfect midfield now with the balance that we've got. But having said that, um, I don't know. It, it is a tough one. I personally wouldn't necessarily go for her at this moment in time with the players that we've got. But yeah, if it means if it means she goes to us or Chelsea, obviously we'll take it to stop Chelsea getting her. Um, absolutely. Um, but whether or not we need her in our team right now with what the players that we've got, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see her come in and maybe stop the progression of Kyra or stop the progression of Vicky Palova, you know, or cost Leah Volti a place in, in the team. You know what I mean? So it's a tough one, isn't it? Because as good a player as she is, I don't like her as a person. I don't like her personality. I don't like the way she plays. So it's almost like, you know, I like our players in our team now. They're all nice. They're nice girls, aren't they? They're, they're likeable. Yeah, and they you've are. got Urban, who just isn't very likeable, particularly. I mean, maybe she is off the pitch. I don't know. I've only seen her play for Wolfsburg, kicking lumps out of everybody and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of her to play for Arsenal. I'm not sure. But, yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, Amar, would you take Urban Dolph at Arsenal right now or not? I mean, I would love to see him play like that but 22 years old we've got Cairo who's in that perfect position but yeah I still revert back to that semi-final we played in the first leg and even forget what Katie did to us so it wouldn't make Katie happy for a start so who knows who yellow card FC that would not that would help yellow card FC even more wouldn't it if you think about how many bookings they get between those guys in it between them and the fact it took her out that, that was so funny I still remember the fact you don't anger Katie you know because if you get a play like that you know Chelsea also wanted Katie McCabe as well, let's not forget. So, imagine if they came up against each other, we'll see a lot more, we'll see a, little, we'll, <laughs> a bit more hostility between those players. So, yeah, I think I'm very happy with the squad right now. Actually, he's a great player. I think uh, we've got more than enough, uh, to, uh, well, how would you say, like-for-like players that can cover her and are not as uh, are not as physical as Lena. Well, she's a great player. I think I'm more than happy. And it's not for the reason for winter. Katie, for example... But I think I'm very happy with our squad depth at the moment. So, yeah, I, maybe one day, but not for the time being. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. LG says, Arsenal is soft. We need a little bit of muscle. <laughs> and over the, we've got Katie McKay. We're not soft, are we? We've got Katie McKay. We're not soft. We, we're certainly not. I agree. We have been soft maybe in the past, but certainly I don't think now. Vicky Pullover gets stuck in, in that midfield. You know, she, she doesn't pull out of tackles. Katie McCabe is going to kick anything that moves as well. I don't think we're soft anymore. You know, I think we, we showed that when we played Chelsea, you know, we were much, even Emma Hayes admitted it, we were much more aggressive than them. We were, we, we were so I don't think you can say that we're soft now. Maybe no. a couple of years ago, you'd probably been right. But we've changed that now. Um, you know, as, you know, do we want to keep getting players sent off all the time? Because Herb Adolf in the WSL would be a different proposition maybe to in the, in the German Bundesliga, you know, I, I don't know. She might get more yellow cards and more red cards if she played in England. So <laughs> that's the outside, isn't it, I suppose. But um, LG says that Erbadolf is a better player than Walty and Younger. Also, it's not ideal to strengthen Chelsea oh, further. Yeah, but... no, I agree. We don't want to strengthen Chelsea further, but we can't buy every single player that Chelsea want to buy to stop Chelsea buying them. We can't oh. do that. It's impossible. We have to look at ourselves. What do we need in our team? 
And at the moment, I think we need um, a bit more strength in defence, personally. Looking at the goals we can see, we need a goalkeeper. Um, I think in the forward positions, we're probably OK, aren't we? Because we've got too many players already. We don't need to buy any more forward players. I think our mm. midfield's great. I think we've got the right balance of youth and experience. We've got the right balance of physicality and, and technicality. And I, I'm not concerned by the midfield, really. I suppose if Herbert, if we can get out, it's not going to you know, break the bank and all that kind of stuff. And it's not going to unsettle other players, potentially. But it wouldn't be a priority for me. I'm sorry. I know you, you love Herbert, and that's fine. And I'm not saying she's not a great player, yeah. but he, it's not what I, my priority at Arsenal isn't that no. position. Greg said, yeah, Herbert would have to get around Katie first. Exactly, yeah, she would. <laughs> Katie, Katie would take no nonsense, let's be honest. And I know yeah. which one I would rather have in my team at this moment in time, definitely. Um Terry says, going back to the Liverpool game, I think this will be a good game to start Ruto and Steena up front, potentially. Most games, to me, would be a good game to start them both, but Jonas doesn't seem to agree, does he? So I'm not sure he's going to do that. We'll see. It probably will be one or the other, so it probably will be Russo um, and Steena coming off the bench at some stage, but we'll have to see. Uh, Terry says, Greg, I think we only need to change Andreas's way of thinking now we've got to Richard Amar. Well, I don't know about that. You know, we're still <laughs> not quite as... We're still not quite as optimistic as you guys can be with your predictions, um, but maybe maybe one day we will. I, I did say we'd score. I did say against Reading we'd score. I didn't. I say five something against Reading, didn't I? I can't remember what I said now, but anyway, I wasn't far off with my Reading score. Um, Hannah Hannah says that Liverpool, Spurs, and Man United. These are games that it's going to be uh, to put Arsenal top of the table. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, we need. And obviously the Chelsea away game, Man City away as well. You know, a lot of big games we've got to play, and we need to get results in them. Uh, Terry says, yeah, yeah. kind of agrees with us. Do we really need Herbert at this moment in time? Exactly. At this moment in time, I would say no, not necessarily, because we've got plenty of cover there and we've got good players there. Um, LG says, Kyra is still raw, but Herbert is already experienced, despite her being only two months older than, uh, than KCC. Well, she's got more experience at the top level. Of course she has, but I don't know. Kyra is, I like Kyra, and I think Kyra's got like more Kyra. to her. Yeah. She's got more to her all-round game, hasn't she, Kyra, as I think. Herbert Dog's great at kicking lumps out of people. Brilliant. But <laughs> I think Kyra's a better overall player. But that's just my personal opinion. But that's because I don't like Herbert Dog particularly. Because every time I've seen her play, <laughs> she plays for Germany against England, kicking lumps out of everybody. She plays for Wolfsburg against Arsenal, kicking lumps out of everybody. <laughs> I just don't like her. I'm sorry. I don't like her. She's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like her. Um, and I'd rather have Kyra Cooney-Cross because she's much nicer. Yeah, she's yeah. Um, uh, Terry says, can you imagine having uh, Katie McCard and Herbertorf? We'd be down to nine players every time we played Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a good point as well, actually. Yeah, It'd be difficult to keep them both on the pitch in certain games, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Um, Greg says, let Chelsea have a... They'll be playing with 10 halves. <laughs> <laughs> looking at, isn't it? You know, that, that is definitely an issue. Um, but anyway, we shall see. Hadda Hadda says, what Arsenal need is a keeper for now. Yeah, sure, I, agree. I think we do goalkeeper and I was driven the defence. I agree. That's correct. That is correct. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's what I would say. Um, so, Liverpool, do what, what do we think about the team? Is it going to be, do we think, the team that started against Everton and Watford or will it be a little bit more mix and matchy? Have any of those players from Wednesday played their way into the team? Obviously, we know Steena's given herself a great shout with a hat-trick. Um, Kyra had a great game. Um, Chloe had a great game. And Andres, do you think there's going to be changes to the WSL team on Sunday? Or do you think he's going to go with what he's been playing in the last few sort of league games? 
probably Jonas will uh, return to the to his WSL starting eleven, and um, yeah, uh, I think uh, I, I also think that Stina would deserve a start, and and I would try Stina and uh, Aleta together. And uh, maybe give uh, with a rest. She has played a lot, and she she's not at one hundred percent. She's still uh, finding her her feet, or finding her form. Uh, why not uh, give her one one match rest and and try uh, Leslie in the deeper role and Stina up front as a forward? Uh, yeah. And uh, in defense, I think he returned to to Lotta and Amanda as <clears throat> partnership in in centre back. Yeah. Uh, it, it will probably be his uh, WSL starting eleven. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think uh, Chloe and uh, and Emily and Sabrina are out for the Gold Cup. Yeah. I don't know exactly. No, I think they're only going to be missing the Spurs game. I think the Gold Cup's not till February, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, but the camp starts yeah. earlier. Oh, okay, so fine. Maybe maybe they are still available on. On the weekend, but um, I don't expect the, the Conti Cup lineup, but uh, more more of the WSL lineup. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think you're right. Terry says Chloe and Stina must start for me. Well, they both mm. put their stake their claim, didn't they? The other night they were both brilliant, and I think they've both been brilliant all season when they've played. But yeah, who would you who would you leave out for for Chloe? Though? I suppose Caitlin Ford maybe, but she, I thought she played well the other night. Got herself a goal. I thought she did well. Uh, she's done well recently, so I, I don't know. It, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, Amar, what do you think the team will be? Do you think there's going to be some changes from last week's game against Everton, or will it yeah. be that same fighting team that he seems to trust now, doesn't he, in the WSL? Personally, I would stick with some of the players I started uh, against uh, Everton and against Watford, but I would like to see one or two changes. Yeah, I mean, I think the most obvious may be a tough one. Maybe maybe push Katie McCabe further forward and put Steph Catley in a left back, or but Steph played a full game in week, didn't she? So I don't know if she's ready to she want to play number 90. It's tough, isn't it? We're right back, of course, Emily will stay until Laura comes back and then we'll have that headache. So yeah, I can't imagine there being too many changes, but I agree. Maybe Viv needs to be rested and maybe he needs to start Steen or Chloe instead and uh rather than risk burning her out because you know they're again you just they've only you have to realize Beth and Viv have only just come back from injuries. They're not gonna rush Leah back. So okay, they're ready to play ninety minutes more often, but at the same time I feel like you need to change up a bit more. So yeah, maybe one or two changes but that at best. But yeah, otherwise I'll probably stick to his tried and trusted eleven, won't he? Probably. <laughs> I agree. I think he will, yeah. I mean, we've seen that he doesn't tend to change the WSL team now. And I say, it's not necessarily a bad thing to know your starting eleven and, and stick with it for the the relationships in the team and stuff like that. My issue isn't so much that. My issue is the use of the squad, as we've said. He needs to make that, give those players more time on the pitch when it's needed in games. And against Liverpool, you can imagine it's not going to be an easy game. We're not going to be 4-0 up. Well, no. Terry thinks it might be 4-0 up. I don't think we will be 4-0 up. Uh, and a, a way to kind of change the team then, it's probably going to be a close game. And at some point or other, to, if we're going to say if, it, if it's nil-nil or it's 1-1 one, one or whatever it might be, yeah. we want to go and win that game. You've got yeah. to make those positive changes to, to win the game, haven't you? And you've got yeah. to make those changes early enough. It's no good bringing Chloe Lacasse on in the 91st minute. She's not going to be able to have an impact. It's no good no. bringing Steena on the 81st minute. She's not going to have time to have an impact. You've got to get these key players. If you're going to start with your other team, that's fine. Make those changes if they're needed. 
if they're needed. Yeah. You've got to be careful. If, if we're two one up, you throw on all your attacking players, you leave yourself vulnerable. I can see the goal. No, that'd be stupid. You've got yeah. to manage the game. But yeah. if you want to, if it's level and you want to try, or you're behind and you want to try and win the game, you've got to give those players the opportunity to make the impact that we know they can make. But let's see what happens. I, I personally think it's more likely going to be pretty much the team that started. Yeah, you could give Viva rest. Rest. I agree. She's not been firing at her best, but then maybe she needs the time on the pitch to be able to do that. I don't know. But yeah, you could certainly make a change there um, without necessarily making too much impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Luke's in there, absolutely. But he likes playing Frieda Marnham there, doesn't he? When when Viv's not playing, he likes Frieda in that position, doesn't he? So I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But it, it's a massive game. Uh, Terry says, Chloe was on a different level against Reddy and mm -hmm. Silky Smoke. And still moved over. Yeah, she was brilliant. I agree. She was really good. Greg says, Beth on the left, Chloe on the right. But um, Beth's much more effective on the right, isn't she, than the left, I think. I, I'm not saying she can't play on the left. She can. I think she's more effective on the right. That's where she does most of her damage. LG says, Ford always seems to start regardless, despite her not doing enough for me to be undroppable. She's not clinical and often makes bad decisions in the box. Chloe deserves mm -hmm. a chance. Left, yeah, left wing, yeah. Maybe that's a change. I actually think Fordy's doing all right, actually. I like Fordy. I think she's playing well. She works so hard for the team. Yeah, sometimes her final ball, I agree, isn't always the best uh, all the time. But I, I like her. I think she's playing well. But, yeah, we've got the squad to be able to rotate and make changes, haven't we? So let's maybe use that a bit more. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Everton team that starts this game from the start. We'll see. Um, whoever starts, whoever comes on, we should have enough to win. That's the important thing, isn't it? And we should be. So, um, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, just before we finish, obviously, there was this Aston Villa situation, wasn't it, in the Conti Cup, where they brought on uh, Noel Moritz, who played for us in the earlier game against um, it's Bristol City and Southampton. So, I mean, what is going on at Aston Villa, honestly? They're all over the place this season, aren't they? What is happening there? They're going to be kicked out of the competition, aren't they? And uh, so they've got to be, haven't they? Oh. It's it's a mistake that can't happen, and if yeah. if Carla Ward and all all members of her staff uh, didn't realize this before the match, uh, then Noel must have known. She knows that she has played the Conti Cup for Arsenal, and if nobody from from the coaching staff uh, tells her uh, you're you're cup tied, you, you can't be in the squad, and she must go uh, to Carla or other members of the staff and say. Uh, as far as I know, I played for Arsenal in the Conti Cup. Are you sure that, that I'm not covered? At least this question. I yeah. don't understand how this can happen. This is so unprofessional. This can happen to, to a team in, in the third or fourth tier, but not to, to a team no. in, the top, in the top league, in, in one of the Europe's top leagues. Uh, and uh, they must be punished for this, and they must be uh, eliminated from the Conti Cup for this mistake. It's, mm. it's yeah, uh, if, if this would happen uh, at Arsenal, I, I, uh, I would be furious to see this and, and say, uh, how can this, what, what are you thinking? What are you doing during the week? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it, it almost defies belief, doesn't it? Because like you said, surely Noel Moritz knows she played in a competition for Arsenal. She'll know that she did. I mean, yes, does she know the four rules of a competition? I don't know. You'd imagine that she probably would do. I don't know, but it seems it does for a you know for a top level team to make such a mistake like that. It it seems incredible, doesn't it? Really, you know. And they are going to 
more than likely get kicked out of the competition, which is crazy, absolutely crazy to you know to do that. But anyway, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Emma, what did you make of that? It was all a bit strange, wasn't it? Really, really weird. I know. I couldn't believe it when I read it, and I just thought, I was reading an article on BBC earlier. Um, yeah, I just they should have been made aware of what was going on, and I don't know what the punishment's going to be. I know it's going to go to I think they'll be probably kicked out, or Sunderland may take their place. But it should have someone should have made them aware that she played, and and uh, yeah, it's just it's just unthinkable for a top level WSL club to be doing that, and uh, will remains to be seen what happens. And yeah, on that note, I wish everybody uh, all the best for the weekend, and I'll see you again next week. I've got a few off now, so take care, guys. Sorry, <laughs> take care. See you later, Take care. Bye-bye. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Um, now, we, we couldn't let you know the reason why Amar's leaving us now, but um, it may be better if we don't, just because we don't want him to get some stick off the uh, off the chat. But anyway, um, he's, he's, got, he's got something else to do, shall we say. Um, so he's leaving us early. But it was good to see him anyway. He contributed well to the show. And he lasted longer than we thought he might. So that's good as well. Um, so uh, Terry says uh, Maritz um, was a mistake, but Havertz was even worse. <laughs> well, Havertz is allowed to play. That's the difference, isn't it? You know, Havertz is allowed to play, and uh, no, Maritz obviously wasn't. But there you go. Um, Hannah Hannah says Chloe on the left, Viv to play number ten, and Beth on the right. Well, yeah, that may well be what we do, but then yeah, that, that may well be the team. Um, so we'll see. Terry says. Uh, Russo sort of centre mid, Chloe right, Stina, and Mido forty left. I don't think he'll play that, if I'm honest. I don't think he will, but let's see. Um, let's see what happens. But yeah, so um, yeah, some strange goings on at Aston Villa. Let's be honest, very strange goings on at Aston Villa. But anyway, um, we'll see um, what happens um, in the rest of this competition. But we're through, and and obviously as well, us going through meant Tottenham were out as well, which is a shame, isn't it? So um, Tottenham went. And uh, and we're in. Who do you want to get in the next round? And that's obviously they've moved it to Monday. Um, obviously, it's going to be probably one of the bigger teams, isn't it? Who would you like to get? Are oh, you not bothered? I would like to avoid uh, Chelsea and Man City, and um, of course, I think um, uh, London City line is not through. This would be good uh, for us. Or so, or now with with Villa uh, probably being out, I think Sunderland could could take their place. This would be okay for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to have an easier opponent uh, just uh, in the in the quarterfinals, just to get through uh, and to yeah to have it easier because we don't have the easy weeks in in the WSL. It's uh, and uh, and uh, in FA Cup we have Man City, so uh, yeah, give us an easier draw in in the Conti Cup. So I I'll go for London City Lionesses. Well, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be bad. I mean, if it is Sunderland that go through, I'd quite like Sunderland away because it's a local team to me. So I'd quite like that. And also as well, it's, you know, it's a game we should win. Um, yeah, we don't, I don't want Man City because we've got Man City in the FA Cup. We don't want to play them in the FA Cup and in the Continental Cup as well, do we? Not not yet. So, yeah, let's... I'm not I'm not overly fussed about Chelsea. If we get anyone... If we get Chelsea at home, I wouldn't actually be that bothered. Away, you don't really want, yeah, because away is always tough against Chelsea. But certainly at home, I wouldn't be overly concerned. Yes, you don't really want to get a game like that in a quarterfinal, dear. You know, we'd rather wait till later on. But yeah, my my priority, well, my um, first choice would be Sunderland away for me personally. Would be great. I'd go to the game; it'd be fantastic. But um, but yeah, I'm not overly fussed. That if I'm honest, we shouldn't be scared of anybody. We're Arsenal. We've got this great squad. We should be able to beat anybody. We're the holders, let's be honest. We're the holders of the competition. So let's see. Um, 
Greg says, let's take Chelsea out of everything. Yeah, let, let's let's do that. Uh, why not? But, I mean, you know, let's let's play them and beat them. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Terry says, Amar's got to do the washing up and the ironing. He hasn't, actually. He hasn't got to do either of those two things. Well, we don't think he has. That's not the, that's not the reason he's given. But, anyway, um, uh, yeah, he, he, may be, he may join in with a bit of that as well. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm not – I don't really – I'm not scared of anybody, shall we say? We're Arsenal. We shouldn't be, but yeah, I'd like so. Yeah, London Lionesses would be quite a good draw, wouldn't it? You know, and and but for me personally, I I, I would like Sunderland away. So if you're going to fix the draw with the hot balls and all that kind of stuff, uh, Sunderland versus Arsenal would be great. I'll, I'll take that all day long. Assuming Sunderland it is that replaces Aston Villa, which you'd assume they will be. Um, Greg says, "Is Klopp going to assist the USA?" Well, I don't know. He might do. Yeah, it seems where everyone's going, don't they? Quit, uh, quit English League and go to go to America. Maybe you will. I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah, of course, big news in, in the Premier League today. Jurgen Klopp's announced is he's leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. Well, wow, that was a little bit out of nowhere, wasn't it? Well, from us, it apparently announced it to the club uh, before Christmas. But yeah, that was uh, a bit of a shock, wasn't it, shall we say? But in interesting time. Do you think he'll go back to Germany, Andreas, uh, Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, I think uh, he will make one year off uh, from football. And uh, I, I don't expect him to coach any team in, in Germany next season. And then let's see how the German national team uh, does uh, in, in the Euros. If Nagelsmann stays, if, if they go out in very early in the home Euros, then probably Nagelsmann will be sacked. And uh, yeah, uh, they, they, will, they will ask uh, Klopp uh, to manage the national team. He doesn't want the pressure and uh, the, the weekly pressure from uh, from managing a team in, in the league, in, in cup competition, in Champions League. So if he, he takes over the national team, he has only uh, a big tournament every two years and, and the, nation, the Nations League or something. So maybe this this could be a job for him, uh, but I don't think he will, he will do it uh, this year, maybe 2025 as German national team head coach would be a good solution because he's he's a fantastic manager and uh, his yeah. emotions his uh, his passion that's just great and and look what what uh, he did he did with uh, liverpool they won the league they won the champions league they won the fa cup and uh, after a bad or, or yeah not the best year last season he's back on top now and competing for the title again so i think he's just a great manager Oh, he is. There's absolutely no doubt. I mean, look at his record um, before he came to Liverpool as well, you know, at, at, at Dortmund and even beyond that, when he managed the smaller teams, he did he did great, didn't he? And I, I think I've read somewhere he's, he's never been sacked, has he? Um, he always leaves and he's doing yeah. the same with Liverpool. So, um, yeah, I mean, he took time off, didn't he, when he left Dortmund before he went to Liverpool, didn't he? He had some time off to maybe rest and recover. And yeah, he may well do that again, you're right, and come back. Uh, do you think he'll manage in the Premier League again or not? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, he's yeah, he's too much connected with Liverpool, and he, he said he loves this team, and he will he will never uh, coach another team in in the Premier League. I don't think so. He was seven years in Mainz, seven years in Dortmund, now nine years in Liverpool. So if he starts something, uh, it's a it's a long term project for him. So uh, mm. he'll take one year off, and then let's see. But uh, he won't return to the Premier League. I don't think so. No, probably not, which is a shame, but I'd like him at Arsenal, actually, because he's great. Uh, 
Um, you know, what can you do? I mean, yeah, it, it's, you know, you, you have to say, actually, I, I think it takes for, for a manager like Klopp, who, who's had so much success in at Liverpool to, you know, when, you know, they're top of the league, <laughs> you know, they're, they're in all four, they're in a cup final, they're, they're in the other competitions as well, you know, to announce that, that he's leaving. I think that's quite a brave decision. I'll say he did it at Dortmund as well, didn't he? He certainly doesn't shy away from those type of decisions, does he, Jurgen Klopp? You know, he's he's you know he, he wants to do what's right for him, doesn't he? And you've got to respect him for that. Yeah, uh, he he always makes early decisions, and uh, I think in in Dortmund he said it. Um, yeah, after Christmas uh, too. So the club can make uh, its his plans and uh, can look for a new manager. Everybody knows what what's going on. There's no, uh, will he stay? And um, no, he made his decision. He told it to the club. Now, uh, a few weeks later, he told it to the fans, to everybody. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good uh, character. And uh, I think, yeah, if even if he coaches a wrong the wrong team, I think we all like him. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a yeah. very good person. He's he's entertaining as well, isn't he? Let's be honest. You know, some of his interviews, he's 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 quite funny. I I don't even think sometimes he means to be funny, but he just is funny, isn't he? I just think he's brilliant. And actually, I love I love his style of football. You watch Liverpool play, you watch Dortmund play before when he was there. It's a good style of football, isn't it? It's exciting to watch. You know, he he would rather win a game four three than you know win a game one nil wouldn't he he's that type of manager isn't he and I kind of like that you know he takes risks he takes chances he'll throw on loads of attacking players when they're losing and you know I, I kind of like that and yeah you've got to give him a load of respect he's a great manager his, his record is incredible and Liverpool are gonna are, are gonna find it difficult to replace him aren't they let's be honest they're gonna find it really tough to replace what he's done there for the last sort of nine years LG says 103 points out of a possible 105 between January 2019 and February 2020 is insane. Top quality yeah. manager. Yeah, they, I was worried at that time. Do you remember when they almost looked like they were going to go um, unbeaten that season, didn't they? And they finally lost the game. I think it was Watford or somebody beat them. Someone rubbish beat them. And I was getting worried they were going to do an Invincibles, actually, that year. And they didn't. So, But, yeah, no, you're right. He's, he's incredible, really. Um, Terry says, I love Klopp. Always makes a mug out of Arteta. Well, he's not the only one, is he? Let's be honest. Uh, Greg says, Klopp to take over from Jonas at the end of his contract. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? That would be funny, wouldn't it? That would be great, actually. Uh, Terry says, Klopp won't come to Arsenal. Um, too much to put right with too many crap players to get rid of. Well, I don't know. He, he went to Liverpool at a time when they wasn't fantastic. Then he, he, he rebuilt, didn't he? But I, he, I kind of agree. I can't see him. Coming back to the Premier League when he leaves, I think he will go back to Germany. And yeah, maybe the national team job would be perfect for him because I think maybe, you know, he's very emotional and he's very energetic, isn't he? And it takes a lot. It must take a lot out of him physically and mentally. And maybe a national job now at his time, maybe is the right thing. You may be right. He might end up managing the national team for Germany, perhaps. We'll see. But but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we wish him well for the future. Maybe not so much for the rest of this season, but uh, we certainly wish him well for the future because he's, he's, he's been great for the Premier League. I, I, I think he's been great. And, you know, yes, he, he's, you know, he's he's said a few, he said a few daft things at times, but we kind of love him for that, though, nevertheless. LG says, it's interesting to me to see how this so-called... Um, system players like Trent and Salah will perform about Klopp. Yeah, it's, in, it's always interesting, isn't it, when a manager goes, how the mm -hmm. players that stay, how they adapt to the new manager. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, it depends who Liverpool get in as well, doesn't it? You know, 
who, who takes over. They've got plenty of time to get it sorted, haven't they? I suppose, you know, it's, it's only January. So they've, they've got sort of six months to get a new manager. And I'm sure they'll um, do the right process that they need to do. If they want Arteta, they're quite welcome to have a word with him. You know, they can they can take him if they want. But um, anyway, um, but no, it'll be sad to see Klopp leave the Premier League because he's been the breath of fresh, uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, so good luck to him for, uh, for the future. But there you go. Uh, Terry says, even Klopp couldn't turn Havertz into a footballer. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he could. Maybe he could, but we'll see. Well, we won't see because he's not going to get the chance to find out, is he? Although you see, they're both German, so they don't understand each other. So maybe he could. You know, maybe maybe he could. And he might manage him in a national team, mightn't he? So there you go. Maybe you will get a chance. We'll see. Um, anyway, that's slightly different, slightly off topic a little bit. It's just it was obviously news today. Covers a big shock to most of us, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, just um, obviously see what happens there. But, uh, but this has been, of course, our Arsenal Women's Show. It's been great tonight to look back on a busy week. You know, two big games, a really big game to come at the weekend. Um, so we're looking really looking forward to that. Don't forget to join me at uh, quarter past four. It's half past four kickoff, actually, for a women's game, which is quite unusual on Sunday, isn't it? Um, so we'll be here for that one. So join us for that. Um, of course, that's going to be a really, really big game, and a, a really tough game as well. But let's see how that one goes. And then, of course, um, next week, Tuesday, the men are back. Uh, not in a forest away. That's going to be a tough game, isn't it, as well? So um, we'll be bringing you coverage of that as well. And potentially next Wednesday night, we'll have a little Arsenal review show, maybe get Neil on and Leon and look back on the Nottingham Forest game. And then, of course, next week, next Friday, we'll be back, of course, with more great Arsenal women's show with the guys, Andreas and, and Amar. Um, so thank you to all you guys for watching. Thanks to Andreas, of course, back, of course, back on the show. Great to have you back. Have you enjoyed being back with us? Yeah, of course, I enjoyed to be back in the show. And it's always always good to, to have a review on a week when, when there are wins and... Uh, yeah, this 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 week was something special with the Leah comeback, and so yeah, it was great to discuss this all. And I, I enjoyed it very much. Great, that's great stuff. So it's great to have you. It's great to have Amar as well. I know he's he's busy this this evening. You know, he's grateful that he gave us some of his time in between his other his other life he's got going on. But it was great to see him again, as always, of course. Um, and I'm sure he'll be back to give us his full his full time next week. I'm sure. Um, so we look forward to. It. Don't forget to join me on Sunday for the big game. Wow, it's going to be incredible, isn't it? Arsenal have to win. If we if we beat Liverpool away, then maybe you know we can start to think that this team is heading for for great things. Um, Terry says, great show, Richard Andreas and uh, Cinderella. Let's <laughs> see, he's maybe a Cinderella tonight. Yeah, he says, come on, you kind of girls, hit that like button. Yeah, please give us a like as well. Um, Maureen says, there, yeah, maybe Clock wants a rest. Yeah, no, I think he does, absolutely. I think he does need a rest. He's, he gives a lot, doesn't he? he? He's he gives it all, doesn't he? Let's be honest. He probably expends more energy on the side as a manager than the players do on the pitch, actually, when you, when you watch him. He's so yeah, he probably does need a rest, you're right. And, I'm sure he'll go away and come back and whatever it is he does next, whether it's a national team, whether it's a, a club team in Germany or elsewhere, um, we shall see. Um, uh, Maury says there, um, he's not a grass to coach another team. No, he, he will. He will do. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll coach another team eventually, just maybe not straight away. Yeah, he, he maybe will have a break, um, but we'll see. Anyway, join me Sunday at quarter, quarter past four, sorry, for the Liverpool game. That is going to be really, really good. That So join me for that. Join us next week as well. Loads of great stuff on the channel. Give us a like and do subscribe. Thanks to you guys for watching. Thanks for all your comments, as always. Thanks to Andreas for joining us this week live rather than just on, on video link. He's actually live with us, which is great. And our course as well. We will see you Sunday, guys. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your week. The weekend starts now. It starts officially now. You can go and have a drink, whatever you want to do on your weekend. Go and enjoy. And we will see you Sunday. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for watching. 
Come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. Let's do it. <laughs> Bye. See you later, guys. <laughs>